Hi, welcome back to season two of the Engine Room podcast. I'm Millie, marketing manager at Finally and producer of this podcast. This is the podcast where we interview marketing managers from across the manufacturing industry. And with our combined knowledge, we provide you with the best tips and resources you can use to achieve your business growth goals. In this episode, we welcome Nigel Dean, who's the marketing manager at LC Automation. Nigel takes us through his journey of starting in marketing in the manufacturing industry, growing his team, and how they differentiate LC Automation from the competition. LC Automation supplies high-quality automation, machinery safety, and motion control products. What's really exciting is that LC Automation are producing some great video content as part of their marketing strategy, so keep listening for their tips on video. So welcome back to another episode of The Engine Room and today I'm absolutely delighted to be joined by Nigel Dean who is Marketing Manager at LC Automation. So welcome along Nigel. Hi Rob, you okay? Very well, thanks. How are you? Yeah, not too bad, thank you. Good, good. Well, thanks very much for giving up time to join me. Um, Hopefully you've listened to a few episodes and you know what we try to do is basically just shed some light on the, the sort of trials, tribulations of, of uh, all of us in marketing, uh, particularly obviously here in the uh, engineering and manufacturing sector. Um, so I guess, yeah, just to kick off, like, can you introduce yourself and maybe just talk to us about your journey? How did you, you make it to LC Automation and obviously into the marketing manager role there? The heady heights of LC Automation. Yes. <laughs> the um, So um, LC Automation is a, um, uh, a distributor of, of industrial products into the manufacturing sector. So it's not um, one of your normal um, uh, manufacturing people that, that get involved in this um, podcast. Um, and I've been there for over 20 years now. Um, I started out as a, a, a business studies uh, graduate from Staffordshire University. Mm-hmm. I wanted to get into marketing and uh, just kept coming up against the same um, uh, brick wall again and again that I didn't have design skills, so I I Classic, isn't it? Yeah. jumped jumped into um, a BTech in graphic design uh, at Macclesfield College and and absolutely loved that, and then uh, moved to Manchester with a, a a telecoms distributor working in a comms and design role, and that was basically all I did was there was no strategy involved. It was um, it, it was very entry level kind of design assistant uh, role and then i moved to lc automation automation and then graduated into uh, the marketing manager role there um we have uh, i started off working on just just me and it was me for probably 10 years yeah. i think uh, then i started to develop a team um and now there is is three of us in the team. So there's myself, uh, there's Bethan and Jazz, and Bethan is um, a digital marketing degree apprentice graduate. Cool. Uh, so she stayed stayed with us, and I'm I'm really passionate about apprenticeships and training people, um, and and getting the the right people with the right attitude, and then developing their skills. So Jazz is also a digital um, digital marketing degree apprentice at the moment, um, and we work with UCLan with uh, with uh, 
uh, jazz and Bethan, um, and and it's it's working working so well. It's it's a really strong team. Yeah, it's really good. So obviously, you know, I guess the first stage in many people's companies is just even taking on a marketing role, right? And that's the first hurdle. And it's funny, as you said, like the classic. Um, classic marketing person must also be a fully qualified graphic designer, copywriter, PPC expert, videographer, you know, part-time photographer. Um, and it, it is amusing to me because actually, you know, the real, a real marketer, in my opinion anyway, should be the strategic thinker. Um, you know, like you're there to kind of understand the products, understand the services, look at competition, understand where you fit in the market, what's the strategy to win business, to penetrate different areas, et cetera. That's, that's marketer, should be. Uh, and then you have obviously, you know, tactics there and that need to be implemented. And that's where you, you should have, you know, experts in that field, you know, a designer or or an agency that have those experts. Right? That's, that's <laughs> if only we knew one of those. Yeah. Um, so it's interesting, but obviously great that, you know, um, you, you kind of got that role. But what's more exciting to me, I guess, is that you've now managed to increase that team, you know, and obviously therefore, firstly, you must have been doing something right, which is brilliant, but also your stakeholders uh, must see the value in marketing because they're investing in that team. Yeah, very much. And and we we work in a very competitive market. Um, almost everything we sell could be sold by a very similar company to um, the same customers. So it's marketing is is very important to differentiate ourselves from from everyone else in the industry. And my um, my role is to um to just put our heads slightly above the the competition so when people are thinking where should i buy x product from they think lc automation rather than one of our competitors yeah. and um and it's good that the directors at lc automation see that marketing is is that important we have, have in the traditionally we've always been a very sales-led company we have a, a team of, of field sales guys out on the road going to see customers. Um, and that has always been the main driver for the sales of the company. But obviously, times have changed and, and COVID really accelerated that. And the, the idea that you could just keep going and knocking on doors, and it wasn't even physically possible, yeah, let alone um, having people that actually want to accept you through the door. Um, so we kind of um it, it was good that before that we'd started to focus more on uh especially video content mm -hmm. creating our own content rather than relate relying on our suppliers yeah and to say well actually how are we going to talk to our customers in a different way than than our competitors and um, we started that process a long time ago and that kind of accelerated all the way through lockdowns and um so to to where we are now so do you how closely do you work with your sales team today more closely than ever yeah. uh, it's it it's always been well as a, a lot of companies find it's it's a bit of a struggle yeah uh, sales is there marketing's there and um never the twain shall meet 
but it's it it is completely different now we get we get input in all the sales meetings um the sales guys are coming to us with with um ideas we're we're um, explaining a lot more about what we think we should be doing and our plans for the future our campaigns our strategy getting them bought in right at the at the start rather than just saying well here's a, a brochure or here's a catalog go out there and and sell it yeah it's uh and they see the the um the benefits of what we do you know i think that's the key isn't it once, once sales teams and marketing teams do align there's many mutual benefits for for both Definitely. right you know ultimately you're one you're one business you're one team that should be all firing in the same direction but you do find often that those sales teams and marketing teams, when in silo you know are going in different directions different messages sales teams are saying completely different things about products than marketing are yeah. think, yeah, lining them up and joining them and having one solid direction understanding who your customers are working together to tackle that and obviously sales teams bring invaluable knowledge right they they're out there they're talking to these people if they can bring that back into the marketing department say look guys you know this is what we're hearing this is what customers are asking us like how can we solve this problem for the customer then it gives you an opportunity to solve that for the customer um you know and then obviously better customers happier customers uh, better sales people and yeah they're closed more they're happy definitely definitely and and also you you find from the from the sales team when they are presenting a product in front of a customer what do they talk about what are the what are those little bits of information that when they say um, about a certain feature or a certain benefit that the customer say oh yeah and, the, and what do they hook on to and yeah. then you can bring that into the marketing and, the, yeah. and to the to the video content certainly yeah and answer, answer those customer questions which is That's obviously it. you know our our analogy anyway yeah so um sounds really good and obviously yeah i think as you say covid did bring quite a bit of forward momentum uh to many companies you know and, and we saw that of our clients um you know maybe initially there was some some kind of uh you know fear which fair enough the world was a little bit crazy back then um but we've come out the other side obviously we're getting increased budgets i'm speaking to people that are increasing their internal teams which is you know really positive um so i guess you know what have been your major marketing successes and and have they you know what maybe pre-covid and, and post-covid or well pre-covid um the 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 main um uh, success that we we had was was creating a 500 plus plus page catalog with a team of two people mm -hmm. um and and that was it was a major success it drove a lot of sales um it was the biggest thing we'd ever done as a company um and that was that was fantastic at the at the time um i'm i'm really proud that that i've built a strong marketing team that's the the thing that i'm i'm really proud of of bethan and jazz and myself and how we work together mm. um uh to produce um loads more content than you would expect from three people yeah that's that's uh, uh we always pride ourselves on the the quality and the quantity of of content that we're putting out um some of the video content we've we've created um where um, our suppliers, our global suppliers at head office level, are talking about our videos as being 
really great value and 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 um talking about the campaigns that we're running yeah it's really, and, really and, exciting isn't it if that's yeah if that's what you're hearing yeah yeah and and talking to their other distributors in other countries and saying this is what you should be doing you know that that really shows that that we're doing something right yeah um and also hearing about uh distributors in other countries using our video content to drive their sales which you know it, it doesn't help us but it's great and it it's it kind of gives us um uh, more credibility with with major suppliers yeah and um, and and with your own stakeholders you know like if you, then if you go back and say look we want another you know x thousand in the budget because we want to do this they're more than like more likely to go okay yeah because they can clearly see the success you're, you're having on firstly your own business but also the knock-on effect of how everybody's looking to you as almost a benchmark yeah exactly and, and for a small company i mean we are a, we are a, a, a small company in the, in the uk um we really punch above our weight there and and it's it's good to get that um as you say you 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 get a bit of kudos you get a bit of um a bit more credibility and um, then when you're talking to your directors or to suppliers you get a bit more buy-in because yeah. they they think well it worked last time exactly you know? yeah why wouldn't it yeah. this time yeah. <laughs> exactly exactly no, yeah really positive um so i guess like that great to hear and congratulations but with every success there's usually challenges so, um i mean what kind of challenges have you experienced i mean particularly obviously you know in in the manufacturing sector it's the you know it's not necessarily the most glamorous all the time i i find it fun but you know the outside world might not agree exactly it's um it, I, th I think one of the the main things i come up against obviously we have a, a lack of resources time budget manpower whatever um but I think the the main issue that I have is people talking about product, having a product focus, yeah. and not having a customer focus. So as, uh, we sell products from another supplier. Uh, the supplier comes to us and says, "We've got this brand new product. It, it has X, Y, and Z." And I'm like, "Okay, that's great. What does it mean for the customer?" And it's, yeah. What do you mean? It has X, Y, and Z. It's great. Uh, features that's it <laughs> so um it's it's um getting away from that and trying to persuade people that actually we need to talk about the what it means to the to the customer what are the benefits why should the customer buy it why should the customer even look at it in the first place and you you can't just be talking about safety standards or um you know the build quality everyone says their products are fantastic quality how how are we going to to differentiate it yeah and, exactly. and that for me is um is one of my main challenges on a on a day-to-day a, a -day basis um is doing that it's it, it it's focusing on the customer and and especially in b2b it's not boring to boring it's it, it's got to be you've got to make it a bit more interesting or else people just will switch off 100 because like i've always had that obviously we, we we're in b2b pretty much exclusively um and i've come i've done b2c i've done d2c in in the past but i think what sometimes people forget in the b2b world is that we're still humans 
Mm. Because you're selling, oh, I need to sell this business service or this solution to another business, forget that the people that are selling it and the people that are buying it, they're both humans. It's only yeah. exactly the same as B to C. You just yeah. don't necessarily lead with a, you know, buy one uh, piece of kit, get free free, right? That's, yeah. you know, we don't have the offers necessarily that they do in consumer world. But the, the point being that, that they're still human, they still buy in the same way, they're, they're still emotional, That you know, that's going to drive their sales. So you going, yeah, exactly that, here's our latest product with XYZ feature and, you know, this benefit that's beneficial to us and we've basically just uh, put the price up because we've uh, changed the fan. You know, <laughs> like, like, actually, no, like, why exactly that? What does it do for the customer? Why would they be interested? How does it solve their problem? The only way you find that out is to go and talk to those customers and say, you know, have you used this product? Have you considered this product? What problems are you actually facing? Uh, this is going to solve it, you know, and then actually having the, uh, you know, ability to go and talk to those people once that sale has taken place, you know, six months later, look, how are you getting on with that machine or that bit of kit? You know, is it is it solving the problem that we all hoped it would? Um, if, it, if so, yeah, cool. Right. How did it solve the problem? Yeah, exactly. But then also having the um, the ability or the, the 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 idea of thinking, well, why don't we talk to everyone else about that success we've just had? Mm. Case studies are so hard to come by, success stories, because everyone's thinking, well, my competitors are going to go and, and poach that customer. And there's so much more potential for to um, advertise that to new customers than there is the risk of losing an old one, I think. I think so. And I think the reality is like employees. Um, you know, many companies don't want their employees to kind of, you know, be visible and vocal on, say, LinkedIn. And, and uh, they go, oh, no, because, they're, you know, competitors will, um, you know, poach them. I'm like, they're there anyway, right? And if they're, if they're happy and supported yeah. and, and paid the, you know, the fair salary for what they're doing in your company, they're not going to leave. Like, you should have confidence in your yeah. own selves, your own business. Exactly the same with customers. Like all, you know, I've got walls of uh, logos of the customers we work for. I've got full case studies telling, uh, you know, exactly what we do to, to quite detail. Yeah. Because, you know, are they going to rush off to someone else? Unlikely. You know, we're not doing anything wrong. So, yeah. okay, can another agency approach them saying that they they could do it cheaper or they, they believe they've got another idea? Yeah, they can. But I'd like to think that we've built up enough relationship and trust with our clients that they're not they would not just going to rush off yeah um, so yeah I'm, I'm not i'm not one uh, not a fan of that myself i think case studies uh, and really sharing it i mean and also we face um, and probably yourself the same in in this sort of sector is nda after nda after nda you know we can't talk about that can't show yeah. that can't show that particular machining you know process i'm like blimey you know like does the whole work? Do, do we all just think that everyone's just living in fear of copper? <laughs> um, but you have to work with the parameters that are in front of you. You play to the rules, and but I think case studies are really valuable testimonials. Um, you know, because ultimately, uh, you know, it's a show not tell uh, mentality, and that's that's what we advocate of our customers. Certainly, as you said, some of those words and you know values that you get with customers. Oh, great customer service, like. I mean, it would be quite interesting to see a company actually go out there and advertise they have terrible customer service and see, <laughs> see, if, it, see if it actually gets more customers. I mean, yeah. Surely not. <laughs> yeah. Um, so, yeah, it is, it is a strange one for sure. Yeah, definitely. Um, 
but we're kind of getting to, towards the kind of back end of the the episode and and obviously at this point Nigel I really like to uh, try and give some some love to the audience um, and so therefore I kind of always ask you know what are your top three tips for marketing managers in in our industry oh, narrow it down to three um, uh, I, I think one of one of my top tips would be to make sure that you get input from other people within the business uh, but don't be afraid to ignore it and and saying no is such an important skill um you you will get people coming to you and asking you to make their powerpoint look pretty or or whatever it is or or saying let's do this let's get on tiktok let's do whatever and you need to have a look at it and you need to see if it fits with your strategy with your brand values and if it doesn't you know do not be afraid to say no we're, we're not going to do that mm, yeah, that's um, a great point. uh I've talked about the customer focus. I think that is that is the key. Focus on your customer. Um, what do they care about, and what are they interested? in, The language that they use, and and why they're going to um, benefit from your from your product or your service. Um, it's it's making life easier for them. It's it's not all about you. Uh, I, you know, B two B as we've said, it's we we talk about ourselves an awful lot yeah needs to be about the customer um and and also you know do things differently think think outside the box think of of ways that you can keep things interesting um and and keep learning basically you know i'm i'm 50 ish odd <laughs> and uh and every day's a school day you know i i learn every single day and um and it's it's how you develop and how you evolve and how you make things better i'm i'm a firm believer that everything i've done today will be as good as it can be today and i'm going to celebrate the successes and, and learn from the failures but tomorrow i'll do things slightly better that continuous improvement um it, which is obviously bigger in manufacturing but, yeah you know it should be there in marketing as well that's great great analogy to live life by actually to be fair just yeah. you know always and like marginal gains and stuff that people talk around and yeah always do the best you can no yeah really useful some great tips there um so how about um you know resources then where you know where do you where do you hang out is there blogs that you read is there a great book or you know is there um you know a training course what what's the top three of those <laughs> obviously the engine engine room podcast Thank you. <laughs> um, I'm I'm not a great reader. Um, I've got a, a, some marketing books on sitting on my desk, and I still haven't actually got around to opening them. Mm -hmm. The 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 things the 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 main resource for me is is some people that I follow on LinkedIn. Cool. Um, and so I, I would say um, Ryan O'Keefe who I, I know that uh, that you know he's the uh, the guy from Jago talks all about personal branding yeah. and how that can develop business and um, he, he, he's a he's an inspirational kind of guy he's a, he's a great guy to uh, to have a chat with um, he's it's also very impressive that he can walk and talk and do the videos at the same time I think mm -hmm. that's that's fantastic but he's um, yeah I've, I've learned a lot from him um and 
and it, it's made made a real difference. And in the same way, Amy Woods at uh, 10X um, talking, I saw her do a presentation on uh, repurposing of content at the digital marketing, um, oh sorry, digital Manchester festival in uh, last year, and it completely changed the way that we think about marketing at, at LC Automation. Everything is repurposed. Everything is is um, uh, reused, uh, looked at in a different way. Video and the script will then become uh, website content or um, printed media. Uh, it allows us to do a lot more with the limited resources we've got, but also it keeps the marketing aligned. It, it keeps everything consistent. Um, it, it keeps things interesting. And also it, it means we've got a, a much better chance of someone seeing our content. If, if they see the video, that's great. If they see it on an email or LinkedIn post, that's great. Um, and um, yeah, she, she was, it was such a, an inspirational presentation that, you know, I, I, I keep going back to it and I keep thinking about what she was talking about and what she does. Yeah. Um, oh, so that really was, powerful, that was yeah. good. And um, uh, and the, there's another guy called Rene Power, and he's a, a B2B manufacturing marketing expert. Um, he's, he's probably similar to a one-man version of, of, of your agency, really. And he, again, is, is someone that um, I've spoken to over the years and, and really learned a, an awful lot from. And again, he's, he's very interested in the um customer focus and getting away from the boring side of, of b2b marketing yeah great well i mean there's free people to go and follow for sure and and obviously uh find yourself on linkedin people can connect with you definitely um, yep. yeah have yep. a chat so that's all all great um look it's been an absolute pleasure talking to you um and uh some top tips there certainly um you know enjoyed that conversation very much um I always close out by just kind of saying look What's next? What's next for Nigel? What's next for LC Automation? You know, what is 2023 looking positive and, you know, what's coming up? Well, there's there's plenty of challenges around, um, but we're, we're really optimistic at, at LC Automation. One of the, the big things that we're, we're working on, and just drop a quick plug in for Automation Revolution, which is uh, two events that we're hosting in May. Okay. Um, in Blackburn and in County Durham. And that's where we're bringing uh, 10 suppliers uh, into the, the one event and showing how we can combine their products together into a solution that really benefits our customers. So we're, we're taking the collaboration that everyone's been talking about for a good few years and actually putting it into, into um, uh a room and actually show demonstrating to our customers look this is collaboration and this is us working in partnership with the suppliers and with the customers as well and and how that's going to benefit the customer at the end of the day amazing sounds like you'll uh, be even busier in the market oh, then. there is a lot of work to do between now and then but it's it's an, it's an exciting time and uh it's the biggest thing that we've done at LC Automation events-wise. Um, so it's 
yeah, there's there's a lot to do between now and then, but also then we creating the content and repurposing that content through throughout the second half of the year, really. So it's a, it's a major driver of of um, the, this year's uh, uh, marketing strategy and marketing plan. Sounds really exciting. Well, I wish you the very best with those events, and obviously we'll uh, share those on our channels uh, nearer the time to make sure people know about it. Nigel, thanks ever so much for joining me. Um, I'm sure everyone listening is going to find it really, really useful. Uh, I wish you all the very best in 2023 and speak very soon. Thanks a lot, Rob. Next up on The Engine Room, we talk to Sarah from Gradient Consulting and get a perspective on marketing to the manufacturing industry from a service-based business. If you have any questions you'd like us to answer, simply find me or Rob on LinkedIn and drop us a message. Have a great day and see you on the next episode.